Okay, approach. Here, here's what we're going to do. We're going to open up, say hello. We're going to say it's another book club episode. And then, Matt, you're going to tell us what game we're actually reviewing um, or talking about. And then give us a not-quite-Gears-of-War synopsis. <laughs> uh. can, can we have not a 30-minute Gears-of-War synopsis? I think I got this. (laughs) Hello and welcome everybody to another podcast episode from us your faithful campfire gaming podcast crew uh right off the bat apologies for not having an episode for the past couple of weeks we've had some technical difficulties and scheduling issues um so if you're still listening thank you for coming back we adore you um today's episode we're gonna talk another book club episode so let me switch over to my book club voice and we'll get going Matthew, can you tell the fine folks who we have with us, as well as which book club game we will be discussing? <laughs> Does he sound like a just, Muppet to anyone else? A little bit. Yeah, this just uh, yeah. I love it. I love the voice. But <laughs> I can like hear him twirling his mustache too. <laughs> I totally was. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Mm. Matthew, Rich, Christopher, how are you doing? Yep, I should have said Richard. Office. God damn it. I, I almost had <laughs> it um, if I got all your full names. But anywho, how are you doing, gents? Doing pretty good. <laughs> Excited for this this episode, uh, this book club episode. So. All right. I, I, you know what? I think we need to start this off. We need to start this off, Matt. You need to give us a, like you need to give the listeners some lore at why this book club is important. Yes, please. This one? Yeah, we need some campfire game lore. This one is I mean, if you've been listening to us for the last whatever, what, what are we a year and a half now? You've probably heard me talk about Sunset Overdrive. I know Rich has heard me talk about Sunset Overdrive for what, five years now, six years uh, so we finally, finally, I convinced everybody, hey, let's play this game, Sunset Overdrive, for our book club. So I'm excited that this is our book club game, and I hope you all loved it. And it's not even more? just that. It's not even just that. It's like, how much does this game mean to you, Matt? I this is I, I get so it's it's such a great game. And the biggest thing I was worried about getting into uh, or doing it for the book club this time was I was afraid it wasn't going to be as good as I remember it. And oh, that's always the worst. And, and was it? No, it was everything I thought it was and better. <laughs> I enjoyed it probably more this time than I did the last time because I, in a way I, I, you know, I knew it was happening, but it was just, yeah, it's like watching one of your old favorite movies over and over again. It's just, Sometimes it just gets better because you notice things here and there or, you know, whatever. You just it's just awesome. So I I'm I was so excited to play this. I love this game. Uh, you'll hear me probably in the past. You've heard me. Um, but uh, I, I, you know, I'll just continue to bitch about Sony and, and Insomniac Games not making a, uh, a second one of these. So hopefully they hear this and they they make me another one because I love this game. It's great. <laughs> 
<laughs> it ends on a cliffhanger. So, you know. Is it really a cliffhanger? Why don't you give us a synopsis of uh, what the game is, Matt? For those yep. of you who don't know about um, Sunset Overdrive. Sun- yeah. Yeah. So Sunset Overdrive is, I mean, it's just a crazy game. But the, the basic idea is you're just some bum collecting trash at a kickoff concert for an energy drink. And uh, just so happens that energy drink made by the Fizco, Fizco company um, is called Overcharge Delirium XT. And it turns everybody into basically like zombie monster um, people things. I'd say they're like mutated monsters more than a yeah. zombie. Yeah. They even refer to them as mutants in the game. Ah. They're mutant. They, they make a joke about that, about them being zombies. And he's like, no, they're not zombies. They're mutants. Big yeah. difference. They're they're referred to as the OD or, or the OD drinkers. Yes. Do you? Uh, so yeah. Oh, that's what that stood for. Yep. I was Overdrive. like, why do they call them? Yeah. Why do they call them the OD? This is dumb. <laughs> I don't know. Like, they're mutants. <laughs> call them something good, like muties. You know, give them something. Yep. So this this again, literally at the start of the game, this happens. Um, you're working the party where this this uh, energy drink is launched, and from there, you slowly become the hero of Sunset City. As you run around during the awesome apocalypse, so it's a good time. Oh, that's why it's called Sunset Overdrive. Okay, okay. <laughs> I truly hope you're joking on that one. <laughs> they said Sunset City like three hundred times. <laughs> I didn't pay attention to words. There's game to be played. Yeah, this is true. Right. All right, so how are we gonna? I mean, how do you how do you want us to kick this off, Matt? I mean, do we kind of want to go and do kind of like a spoilerific dive into the the story, or do you want us to just kind of get into the into the nitty gritty? I well, since I've been talking about this for years, maybe this is jumping right to the end of the review or the book club. I am honestly on the edge of my seat, excited to even if it's just a couple words, and we can dig into it, but kind of get an idea of what what you guys thought of the game all right so just to keep matt waiting just a little bit longer i think we go through the synopsis of the game (laughs) (laughs) just to just to screw with matt a little bit um man see like i finished like it sucks that we had had, we had to delay this episode a couple of weeks because i'm now i'm already starting to forget some of the stuff that happens that's why i took notes that's probably yeah i was too dumb to i didn't think about that i was getting engaged with the game um so anyway yeah so matt you started us off you know pretty pretty good right i mean so you're the main character of the story who doesn't have a name like they never mention his name i don't think at all he, he uh, doesn't have a name he's just the player character some of us played as she thank you very much that's true fair fair the player character does not have a name <laughs> <laughs> they are never referred to by name. Um, one, and of the, so, one of the jokes there is, um, where was it? Uh, they were talking, uh, like, you don't know your name, but there's like, this jo- This game is self-aware, first off. It knows right. the video oh, yeah. game. Yes. Yep. So yep. one of those things where, uh, it, uh, I forget what mission the game where they kind of refer to you and they're like, well, you don't even know your name. He's like, well, I do in multiplayer when you can, you everybody that, you know, in the in multiplayer has a, a name above their head. But yeah, in the game, you, you weren't really 
given a name. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. The main character does not have a name, but uh, yeah. So you, you end up, you know, working this concert, the whole city just kind of goes to hell. Um, I believe you, you kind of re- like you, the whole tutorial level is really just, you know, you know, the whole city just kind of getting crashed and burned and all that sort of stuff. Correct. Um, you meet, I can't remember. Is it the old guy that you meet right away? Yeah, yeah, and that's he saves your ass. Okay, and then that's kind of what brings you into the remainder of the story of the game. Yeah, um, I can't remember Walter. Walter thank yeah, you. Walter. Yeah, he tosses you uh, a gun, and that's how you. I mean, you start learning. Right, and just to Andrew. and just to reemphasize, we are going to be getting into spoilers. Granted, this game is like what ten years old, so if you haven't, you know. It's tough, I guess. If <laughs> you're getting spoiled, it's, it's six years. It's yeah, six, years. six years. Yeah, tough cookies. Um, you should have played it with us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did I actually announce it on Twitter though? I don't remember if I did. I thought I did. Uh, should, I think you tweeted out a picture. Game. Yeah, I thought you tweeted out like a I picture. Out, I know I got pictures of my character, like underwear and shoulder pads. Hell yes! But <laughs> well, right. could, they could have watched uh, Matt stream it. Oh, that's yeah. true. That's true. I streamed. I streamed the the main quest, which actually we should also mention too, um, because this is essentially kind of an open world game and there's a lot of side quests a lot of things to do we did pretty much i think all of us just pretty much stuck to the main uh, yeah. quest the main yeah. story yes. which was about eight to ten hours long that was so the biggest struggle for i did know. just a little bit of the side stuff but i yeah. pretty much just kept on the main track the whole time i think the only one i did really is the, the forest one like where you have to do that um the yeah. cable tv thing oh yeah yeah i only yeah. did one of yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, we didn't we didn't touch the multiplayer. I had a little bit of experience with that. I can talk to it. Um, uh, now, granted, that was six years ago, seven years ago that I played that. So um, I doubt any of it's changed because this unfortunately wasn't a huge hit. So there wasn't a ton of support after outside of the uh, two story DLCs that launched with it. Which I didn't even know there was DLC. Yep. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, so after you meet Walter, you, he ends up introducing you to the, you know, some of the remaining cast of, uh, the, the helper NPCs that end up, you know, you end up buying weapons from or getting your enhancing your abilities and things like that from, um, and then you have to start helping him build this glider. And the whole idea is that everybody in Sunset City right now is trying to escape Sunset City. That's kind of the main goal of the, the protagonist and everyone that kind of circles around him is that they got to get out of here because the city is basically just destroyed, right? Yeah, the city's locked down. There's OD everywhere. Um, and yeah, Fizco is trying to keep it under wraps and not let the rest of the world know that they just turn people into monsters. So, yeah. But then it's your job to escape. <laughs> uh, do you guys want to go through just parts or should we talk about just the main storyline and what that was just go through the arc really quick and then talk about some other stuff yeah because i'm sure we'll kind of sidetrack and talk about other things while we get through there right, so right. so but. yeah that the first chunk of your real missions is you know getting to know some people defending your base and trying to help build the glider with you said walter was that who it is walter's yeah, the walter. glider guy yep floyd was the dude that you he was kind of the the base defense guy. He, he you, every you, time uh, that son of a bitch <laughs> called, I was angry. I was like, I don't want to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so yes. 
Sorry, go uh, ahead. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, so we we go through, we, ha- we got to help, you know, Walter construct this glider. In the process, we end up meeting, you know, another couple of cast of characters. Um, let's see, I can't, I can't remember everybody's name. There's a lot of characters. I got there. a bunch of their names here. So, <laughs> thank you. Who, who are we thinking the, about? The, ner- think the nerdy the, kid. You the meet Chucky the nerdy James. kid first. Yep. yep. Sam, and he kind of was, uh, I guess, I mean, he was a nerdy guy, but he was the main quest dude for the Oxfords. That was the faction. Yep. Yeah. He helped there in that starting area. Right. Right. So you end up meeting him through them. You end up meeting, you know, a kind of like you end up meeting like these tiny little like factions, kind of like what you said of uh, of different characters. And they kind of have each faction ends up having like the representative that, you know, talks directly to the the player character mm-hmm. um and so if you, you kind of noticed each there's kind of four different i guess chunks of the map that you worked your way through and there was a faction in each of them and you did mm-hmm. things for each of those factions as you again pro- progress the the main storyline right yeah so i mean as you're kind of progressing through the storyline um i mean you you Basically, you know, help him finish this glider. You fly through it. You know, there's funny jokes, you know, because this game is, you know, relentless about poking fun at it being a video game. That's kind of it's that's kind of one of the big kind of the invisible wall. Yeah. Yeah. The (laughs) stick of the game is that it's poking fun at video game tropes. Yeah. Which I mean, which we'll get into because I was annoyed at some of the tropes. You know, Uh. I was annoyed at some of the stuff in the game. Um but uh, beyond that, you know, you go through a bunch of missions. You end up having to find, you know, this uh, this group of campers. The the uh, what do they call them? Matt? Troop Bushido. Troop Bushido. Bushido. Yep, yep. You got to find Troop Bushido. Um, they're supposed to help you out with something. See, I'm I'm blanking on this game already. So you were supposed to with the first faction. You basically you screwed up the glider, so you had to yeah. go get them to three because they were all smart kids. They could build a 3D printer from the Chuck E. Cheese video games. Um, <laughs> so you basically got them to 3D print a new propeller because you broke Walter's original one. Um, right. Then what ends, up, what ends up happening is, spoiler, you try to leave with Walter and your ship crashes or your glider crashes right into a like wall of energy, essentially. Walter sees it, shoves you out of the plane and explodes. I think he's still alive personally but <laughs> we'll find out in the mean. sequel if they oh, ever yeah. make it <laughs> oh matt i'm sorry man <laughs> yeah no i i yeah i liked it it was just uh you know walter yeah notices a bird flying kind of out of the city and just gets, gets annihilated yeah and then Why he didn't throws walter he... also jump i don't know why maybe you had he was plenty just... of time like if he would have just I... taken you and both jumped like, you're good it's a story. Somebody had to die, right? I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Commits you to the cause. Yeah. So basically We're doing after, it for Walter. after Walter dies, they're like, well, shit, how are we going to get out of the city? And that's when they send you to the survivalist, the dude that runs Camp Bushido or whatever it was. Um, mm-hmm. Interesting character. How so? Yeah. Uh, he. So you, you get sent on this rescue mission because they dumped him in a garbage truck somewhere. Um, yep. So you have to go find him in the truck. When you open it, the most like expert survival man on the planet has no arms and no legs. And he's just, he greets you like, Hey, that was not what I was anticipating. 
I did expect a Boy Scout. I did not expect Brill Cream. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, bro. Yeah, bro. What is it? Brill Cream. Brill bro- Cream. Yeah, Brill Cream. Yeah. No, that was. Uh, well, I mean, th- th- I guess that was part of the 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 story. There was that uh, the one guy took over the the troop, and they tried to get rid of uh, Brill Cream. And then yeah. you go on a mission to go find him because he's going to be able to help you um, escape Sunset City. Yeah, he and, had an know, idea. To get help. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of repeat this process, right? You go through a bunch of different factions. Everybody's kind of got this this different way of um, he. I believe Brill Cream knows of like a shipbuilder, and so you have to go to a different faction yep. to find the shipbuilder. You go through a bunch of really funny missions about LARPers and the LARP you know, just, that was one of my yep. favorite parts the of the Guardian? That was yes. Yes. I and honestly I thought that was probably the strongest part of the game was was that sequence. I love the Fargarthians. Um, <laughs> just <laughs> Yes. That was that was really fun. Um and so then once he builds the boat, you're on your way out of the boat. You know, you're on your way out of the city. The Sam ends up, you know, getting under attack at his Chuck E. Cheese place. And then, you know, your character having a conscious conscience, you know, decides, OK, well, we're gonna actually just going to turn the ship around and we're going to go and rescue our pals. And then it kind of climaxes the game. And then as um, as a. Uh, uh, Fizco, you know, is sending down these death robots to try and kill any last survivors that are in the city trying to escape or anything like that. You end up taking down Fizco and uh, fighting the last boss, which is basically the entire building of <laughs> the company. It just turns into a giant building robot and you get to surf up its legs and kill it. And then you ride a giant soda bottle into its, you know, <laughs> into something uh. <laughs> well that was the giant soda bottle is what you hopped on to go you know shoot down the 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 building and then you die but then you know and the credits start rolling and well you know that's not the end <laughs> i did like the respawns i don't know if you guys died a lot but i did, I did. enjoy oh yeah oh yeah some of the respawn animations were pretty funny that was one of the big selling points originally when the game was being marketed was that you would never get the same, uh, I guess, reanimation or, or, oh, or I got respawn. It. I got them. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, it was, yeah, just constantly, I guess they they made a bunch of different animations and designs and crazy things about it that, you know, you start mixing them up and you get crazy respawn animations. So, right. yeah, they, they're a lot of fun. That's kind of goofy to watch. Like some of them, you come out of a porta potty. Some of them, you're a vampire coming out of your casket, um, right? Or a drill team coming up from the ground, like the mole man. That's yeah. pretty good. Yep. So now that I mean, yeah. So that's that's the general synopsis of the game. Um, I guess now is the time that we can start going into the parts we liked, parts we didn't like. You know, make Matt sad when we all actually hated the game, that sort of thing. <laughs> um, just to throw this out there as well, the game is kind of like an action adventure shmup. So if you've ever played um, games where you run around and shoot stuff in the third person, um, blanking on that zombie game in the mall. Uh, Dead Rising? Dead Rising. I didn't like that series, so it stands to figure. But it's it like got Dead better Rising. in the third one, but... You know, you like, run around, you're best. running around, yeah. you're shooting things, you're punching things. But this has a lot more um, 
like jet set radio maneuvers to it. You can grind right. on things. You can wall run. You know, it's parkour meets Dead Rising. In right. My, the, in my opinion. The big the big thing with this game is freedom of movement. Right. Yep. You know, being able to wall run, jump off of things, swing, gr- uh, grind, just going really fast in general. Like basically doing anything you can to not just be walking on the ground. And yeah. it punishes you for walking on the ground. Like the oh, enemies that, have a very. Oh, yeah. No, you're going to die right. if you just stick, walk around. Exactly. Um, but yeah, like I, the, the best way that I would describe this game was, and I was thinking about it at the time, it's like Jet Set Radio Future uh in a resident evil story written by the borderlands developers <laughs> yeah that's pretty close okay like the the game is i mean the, it, it's you know kind of a kind of a classic resident evil story it's like the evil corporation is doing something experimental it goes wrong i mean you kind of learn about this throughout the storyline is that like they didn't mean to turn everybody into mutants it just kind of happened that way um and then they just tried to basically cover everything up, you know, kind of a classic Resident Evil story. And no then, yet, right. And then they just decide to try and annihilate the entire city as a as a last ditch effort. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but the game is very meta. It's very. It, it it pokes a lot of fun at itself for you know like gaming stereotypes like the rule of threes and. Um, not knowing the player character's name and disembodied voices and and all that sort of stuff, <laughs> which I mean, no, like I thought it was appearing after a cutscene, you know, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> which I mean, I thought like I thought just in and of itself was kind of charming. I do think that like not all of the jokes were really really landing. Like some of it got kind of like I uh, you know just kind of roll your eyes at it a little bit. Like I had some moments where it was like reminiscent of Borderlands 2 where it was just like, okay, I get it. Like, yes, you are very meta. We understand. (laughs) We get the point. Um, So let's jump back to the mechanics real quick. Like we were talking about the, the, you know, you got to constantly be moving. I think the one thing we forgot to mention was everything apparently in Sunset City is a fucking trampoline. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like true. Everything. Cars, trees, boats. Um, air conditioning units weirdly yeah i'm just really curious what you guys like thought of all that i mean for a game that's meant to for yeah the game's meant to be very kinetic so without having something to kind of boost that it would suffer so yeah no it helps out a lot it it obviously requires a it, it knows it's a video game so it helps that mentality play through yeah and it's probably why it is more meta than it maybe even originally intended because they're like, look, we're going to ask you to do some stuff and accept some things that just don't make sense. Just go with it. It's a video game. Yeah. Right. Have fun. And I mean, to be honest, yeah, like with a lot of that stuff being so, you know, know, being able to bounce off things, being able to grind on everything. I felt like just that in general, the movement made the game feel very fun. It was, it Mm -hmm. was genuinely fun to play not even i mean even besides the shooting it was just fun to run around grind on things finding different pathways to get to the different areas that you were going to it was well executed it was really well done Uh, i'm gonna throw a wrench in that i did not like it at all that they forced you to do that for one and the movement felt clunky like i liked the idea don't get me wrong um Mm -hmm. but like going from transitioning from different things the camera angles trying to 
you know, keep moving, I felt like there were often breaks where there was nothing I could do to keep moving until you got that, like, little turbocharge, like that little boost. And then I was like, okay, yeah, I can flip around, but that's, like, halfway through the game. And then, you know, they do all of this, here's this cool mechanic that we're going to force you to use the whole time. And at the very, like, last set of chapters, you get, what is the nuclear uh, power plant? You just get fast travel. So they stuck to it. there from way early. But they don't tell you. But they don't tell you. Oh, I thought, yeah, I think at the very beginning of the game that that they tell you. And to be honest, that's probably the one big minus that I would take away. That, you know, as far as, like, making fun of video game tropes goes, I was very disappointed that they actually put in fast travel and I didn't want to use it. And mainly because I thought that grinding around and traveling the map in the fashion that you were supposed to, I thought that was really fun and I really liked doing it. And I didn't mind that it was a bit of a trek to go from say like, you know, the, the water station all the way over to like where the shipyard was. I actually really liked that. Um, I did. I do agree with you that it was, clunky like there were times where i would get turned around or i would grind on something that i didn't mean to or like i would be mashing my grind button and i would just kind of fall through something or whatever like the controls were definitely they're they're okay you know like it it wasn't great all the time but i feel like yeah just the mixture of being able to grind on everything plus the combat made for a really engaging experience yeah i felt like they just leaned too heavily on the mechanic of moving around um like You'd go to a, a spot, get the quest. You'd have to travel halfway across the city to do the next part of the quest just to find out you have to travel all the way back to where you were. Like, it was just a lot of back and forth to the same, like, here to this far away and then back to there and then, oh, you're going right back that far away. Like, it just, it's like they forced that mechanic through to be the fun of the game and didn't really do a lot with the, like, the other parts, in my opinion. And then made it tropey towards the meta to be, you know, making up for not having that content. I, maybe I'm just used to that mechanic, so I, I, I didn't notice it as much. But because, in a way, the the aside from the the more fun uh, engagement of this game, the game reminded me a lot of playing. Um, oh my god, I just blanked on it now. Um, Dying Light in Mm -hmm. some aspects because it's a lot of you are you do have like your base of operations you go out and do missions but you're gonna always end up coming back and just like in in um in both the games you there might be some fast travel mechanics but honestly it's just more fun to go play in the world in dying light could you take like more than one quest at a time because i had like my issue was like they gave you one quest, sent you halfway across the world yeah. and brought you back to give you another quest that sends you back to the same spot or, yeah. or nearby. Yeah. Like, why can't you do Like, why can't it be like a checklist is what I would have preferred. If you're going to give me this open world, you know, playground for all this jumping, swinging, sliding, grinding, bumping, um, let me do it. Let me go do it. I don't want to have to keep coming back and forth. Give me a checklist. Like the quest should be, you need to do these 10 things and they're all over the world. I would have been more appreciative of that than say what they did and give you the, um, you know, one at a time, go forward, go back. It, it just felt like they're extending the game yeah. to use that piece of fun that they built. 
I, I wonder if some of that may have just been a, more of a technical limitation than anything else. Because I know if I recall, they had to put some technical limitations in the game to get it to run pretty much at all. Because if I remember when it originally came out, it only it didn't do 1080p at 30 frames a second. It could not support that. Well, that was, I mean, I think <laughs> that was a lot of games at the start of the well, Xbox, yeah. Generation, yeah. Uh, Xbox One generation. But yeah, I mean, as far I, I'm obviously biased here, you know, I obviously <laughs> love the game, but what I absolutely loved was this was like riding, you know, riding a bike to me. I just hopped right on. I was going and I actually <laughs> at times like and it was right from the get go. Right. I was just it was just instinct. I was just grinding everywhere. I was bouncing on stuff. I even got an achievement that I was unable to do on my first playthrough, uh, and that was to string together a hundred traversal moves without touching the ground essentially it's called the floor Damn. of lava so you know i was just running How? around and got that. I was like i was like i'm amazing at this game <laughs> do you know and, how many things so that, humble do you i got that like really how- early the oh. floor is lava like i didn't even know what that achievement was until you just like i didn't even know what that was i didn't look well, at my see, i had a lot list. of i had a lot of similar struggle i remember from when i played this six years seven years ago whatever I remember having some of those struggles that you guys had with, you know, some of the traversal stuff. That's why, you know, I was like, oh, I hope it's fun when I hop back in here. But again, I just it just, again, felt like riding a bike. You know, just it just came naturally. And I felt like I from start to finish was playing a lot better than I did the first first go around. Right. And I mean, you know, even to Mike's point, um, I think some of the some of the fetch quests and things like that were kind of annoying. And what I really thought they needed to rely more heavily on where more missions were like you had to go on various chases like where you had to fight the um like oh, the dragon absolutely. boss yep. like the dragon boss was like one of the best missions in the game because you have to really utilize all of that movement to keep up yeah. with this dragon and then grind on top of the dragon and then strike it or when you're fighting the last boss of the game when you're trying to basically chase down a building within a city like <laughs> that's like those types of missions were like that's where it like really underscored the movement and that was probably some of the strongest stuff in the game yeah also the I most did, frustrating because i don't know how many times i fell through that damn building boss <laughs> oh yeah grind grind um, no shit <laughs> that's uh i i mean talking bosses the first one was probably my favorite the fisco blimp oh my god i don't know who wants to talk bosses right now but <laughs> that boss was so much fun. No, we can stick. Oh we can stick on mechanics. We'll get into bosses here shortly. Yeah, I think okay. you know, Rich just tied <laughs> the mechanic to those bosses, and I totally yeah. agree. If that would have been more of the game, I think it would have been mild. even better. Yeah, yep. like yeah. And, and yeah. it's been a while, and there. I mean, obviously, being an open world, there's a lot of challenges and side quests, and, and since it's been so many years, I don't remember what a lot of those are. So I wonder if maybe there was a little bit more of that type of stuff in that part of the game. Um, I do know like a lot of the challenges, there was like some time trial, like traversal challenges that you did. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if that involved like fighting a monster, like in that boss battle or the dragon in that boss battle or not. But um, you know, there was, I mean, essentially there is a lot of the game we didn't play. So, but uh, I I can see your point there. You know, there was, again, I, I, again, I'm, I'm looking at this, you know, I'm, 
<laughs> very biased in this. I think the right. best <laughs> the best chasing mechanic I think that was there was when you're tripping balls with the leeches. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Where you're trying to follow around the uh well what was it? It was like it wasn't a ghost, was it? It was a blimp, wasn't it? Was it a blimp? I don't I'm remember. Now too. Yeah. Um, I thought it, yeah, I thought it was like an area where you took uh, those those drugs and then, you know, literally like the Yeah, you're taking like cold medicine yeah. and you're having all the leeches take out so yeah, that you, you just can down go like heal the larper. <laughs> yeah, so you can go heal the larper. I think we were just trying to get back to the Fargarthian base, but you started tripping balls, literally the ground turned into lava. Yeah. That's I think where you outside of the clues they that were hidden around the city, um that's where you first kind of, I think, meet the last Katarinas. Last yep. Katarinas. Yep. Yeah. She comes um, in and like owns that one thing and yep. then disappears. Yep. And then yeah. So yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of those missions that involved a lot of heavy movement, you know, instead of just kind of like either just bouncing on stuff or just traveling from A to B, stop at B, wait for the signal, then go back to A kind of a mission. Grind Some in of those... circles, shoot 5,000 discs into one dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, I'd be I'd be happy to get into that. Like, do you want to get into bosses or do you want to get into like the weapons? I think let's go into weapons first. I want to know what your favorite weapons were. Um, See, honestly, like, I didn't really like a lot of the weapons in the game. There are a couple that I thought were really fun to use, but there are a couple that I absolutely hated. Like the disc mm. one, hated the disc weapon. I thought it was oh, stupid. I, like I, I hate. I hated using it. I rather I I used the revolver for a lot of what I was doing, along of course with like the 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 T and Teddies, of course. Mm. Like that was super huge to use, you know. Um, and then a couple of like the different like AKs or something like that, you know, like they're like some of the weapons were basically kind of reskins. If you bought like some of the higher tier ones, they were reskins of the same of the same weapon, but they just kind of behaved a little bit differently. Yeah, I think those were kind of like DLC additions because okay. yeah, uh, was it was it called the hits? I'm trying to remember the gun names now. Yeah, I don't remember. Hits, which was the record player. And uh, there was another another version of that, but it was just kind of a different skin. Yeah. But but yeah, like uh, how you unlock those weapons. I really, I mean, I didn't really think was that interesting. And by the end of the campaign, I really didn't even have enough. um, I didn't have a lot of uh, overcharge to really buy anything super, anything that I would be like, wow, I really need to buy this sort of a thing. You know, mm-hmm. like you didn't really get to tr- as far as I know, you didn't really get to try out any of the weapons. So you really no. didn't know what you were buying. So that made the decision a lot harder. Yeah. Um. And so it was just for me, it was just like, well, I'm just I kind of want to just stick to my comfort zone. Like I'm going to beef up the shotgun or the uh, the compensator because I've been using it since the very beginning of the game and it's high level. And yeah, like I, I do yep. a lot of damage to OD and the uh the Fizco bots. So I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I just want to use this. I mean, it's um, something to mention there about the weapons themselves. The more you use them, the more you leveled them up. And that kind of right. fed into the, um, the special, yeah. um, you, what is it? The, the special meter. 
No, it was like it's yeah i mean it was a you it had like their own progression system so to speak you mm-hmm. know you had upgrades essentially that you could get for your weapons um i didn't think a lot of the upgrades were super interesting you know it was like mm-hmm. a little bit of like oh percentage damage to x it and like it's like 10 eh, percent okay. extra damage yeah right for a game that kind of prides itself on being really ridiculous like it didn't really crank up the meter there so it was just kind of like the a lot of the upgrades were kind of boring i thought See, I think that's where, uh, again, this is where you, you would have to play longer and unlock more of the amps and, yeah, unfortunately, a lot more of the weapons. But uh, I noticed kind of playing through again was you, some of the amps for the various weapons kind of help you generate style faster. That, that style meter is what kind of made everything get a little bit what they call batshit crazy is what I, you know, when you get to level four. Um, and each level, it kind of progressed and made things, you know, I mean, better for you. When you got to level four, you had a, was it your epic amp? I believe it was triggered, which mine, I picked one where it was like a lightning storm. So that helped cause just more chaos and kill more OD or scabs or Fisco bots. So, um, you know, it's, it's definitely one of those things where I think you probably have to play longer, get more of the resources to buy more of these things and really get into it. But that's kind of where we, we didn't do that with this playthrough yeah and i mean besides that i mean i thought some of the amps were kind of cool um but overall i thought just kind of like that sub progression system i felt like i could largely ignore it and it wouldn't really punish me at all you know like you don't even need you don't even really need to do it in fact i would have i mean to be honest i would have been fine if the developers would have kept it even more simple give me like a set of like nine weapons to just play with throughout the entire game. That would have been perfect. I would have been totally fine with it because I thought that the movement plus the combat was really fun and that was enough, right? It was enough to keep me playing through the game and wanting to see more of the story. I didn't really need much of a, you know, much RPG element in there. Yeah. So to be honest, my first playthrough, I didn't deal with a lot of those amps. It wasn't until my second one here. And then again, I didn't really get, too much into it since i didn't have all the collectibles and resources needed to unlock them but you know i started kind of playing into them a little bit more with the ones i could afford or could buy um i did get one of the kind of weirder amps and that was the one that when you was it kill things you get your uh you get a crazy announcer so that was one of the more crazier ones but (laughs) i really liked the announcer he was pretty sweet so the most expensive weapon i went for was the robot shooty gun like the fizzco robot gun um, I was like, oh, that hit like a brick when it hit me. I'm buying that sucker. It was like 50,000, whatever they were. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. I was really sad about it. So I just stuck to my good old like revolver or magnum pistol, whatever that was. I yep. just stuck to that. Dirty Harry? Then, yes. Yep. I loved that gun, um, especially as it leveled up. And then there was like a harpoon gun. That was pretty awesome, too. I liked that Captain one. Ahab? Yeah, that's what I used on any of those like... <laughs> Like the spitting dudes, um, the or the green arm cannon, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, Did you guys notice that a lot of the weapons were, you know, certain weapons were better against enemies than others? Did oh you, yeah. I mean, the I'd imagine moon. that. Yeah. I'd imagine that Fizzbot rifle should have been able to destroy them. No. I didn't buy that one. But... No, it did not. That's what I was hoping to use it on. Yeah. To answer your question, though, I kind of get back to it. probably the two favorite guns I used 
uh, were the TNT Teddy, which are you shoot teddy bears that have dynamite on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, <laughs> I never got this leveled up enough, so I had a lot of ammo for it. But I really enjoyed the acid sprinkler, which you shoot out little Fizco dudes that literally it's like an AOE. You kind of cover an area with acid. They nice. spin around shooting acid. Um, I was talking of a disappointing gun. The dude is a gun that shoots uh, bowling balls. Um, I wasn't a fan. Like it did a lot of damage yeah. clearing, but it took forever to charge up. And if you're in a chaotic battle and you get hit, then you got to stop. You know, you got to kind of charge it up again and before you shoot it off. Yeah, I never found the right time to use that gun. I yeah. I, I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, I bought it all excited. I'm like, I'm gonna use it. I'm gonna use it. And then I tried using it. I was like, no, this is annoying. But yeah. So I mean, even like I think the game would have been fine even without the without the progression system on a lot of those weapons Mm -hmm. you know just just being able to unlock a lot of those weapons or like you know find them around the map or something like that i think would have been kind of i think that would have been pretty cool too like you know really utilize that like even go even further on that exploration sort of bit because there's a lot of like nooks and crannies around this map that like i'm sure there are plenty of places that i haven't seen which would trigger me to go do a replay through because there's a lot of stuff in that city that even after doing a full run of the game i'm pretty sure i haven't seen you uh <laughs> do you know there's always bunny in the banana stand <laughs> i did not <laughs> uh they had a banana when i stand saw that i started laughing pretty hard <laughs> yeah um no i think there's a lot of stuff like that hidden around the world too you know if you like the easter egg type of stuff but mm-hmm. I, I mean definitely i definitely agree with you um you know because again i i i actually wrote it down what, what did i do um now this does include both dlcs and some multiplayer but i played 48 hours of this game on the xbox and i didn't <laughs> unlock everything um i was you know pretty close to getting all the cosmetics pretty close to getting all the guns um granted again there's some extra guns in there due to the dlc but um i definitely could see where you guys are coming at where it would be nicer to have just kind of just had you know just had those options to just hey let me try this one out you know um oh that sucks well really sucks i spent whatever fifty thousand overcharge on it you know right and i mean that was something that i really appreciated about i mean one of the things i really appreciated about the game is that it is the kind of game where you just you flip the brain off and you kill shit like that's like the story is not super in-depth i mean it's got some you know it's got some layers it does have a little bit of layers to it about like you know being very you know anti-corporatism sort of thing and you know corporate uh trying to, to trying to hide their problems and sort of stuff and then kind of pitching it to the public and all that and a lot of statements about video game development and things like that and you know it, it, it's got that in there but like yeah for the most part the game is just you know it's just stupid fun you know you just you turn it on you blow a bunch of shit up you go through the story and it's you don't have to think too hard about it yeah it's definitely a shallot not an onion right <laughs> yes it's a shallot it's like a Probably. small ogre. <laughs> Tiny baby ogres. Hmm. So I, I, I kind of want to move on to no, customization. Chris didn't tell, did us, we, Chris did we... didn't tell us anything oh, about his favorite Chris, weapons. What? I'm excited to talk about I, other I, I mentioned my, my I I really liked the um the record shooting gun. I one actually hit. really oh, enjoyed yeah. it. You, you said that off the bat, like when Rich was yeah. dogging on it, but you didn't tell us like 
that was my favorite. You said you really liked it. Oh no yeah. no no! By by and far, like I, the second I would run out of ammo, the, and this probably cost me why I had to repeat um, some of the tower defense so many times is the second I'd run out for of ammo with it. I wouldn't switch to another gun. I'd start hunting bodies to be like, all right, I got to have ammo for this sitting around somewhere. Yeah. Crowbar Someone time. To drop that. In, in all fairness that uh, it was, it was called nothing but hits, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think um, that's right. That was really good against ODs. So during those, those uh, VAT defense, oh, yeah. it was VAT yeah. defense. That's what they're called. Yeah. No, I just, I really, I, the bowling ball gun, yeah, I did pick it up and was just like, oh, this takes way too much effort to use. Yeah. I saw that um, they called it the dude, and I was like, nope, that's going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there's no way it lives up to that. I I was expecting, like, I would just be able to pump out bowling balls. That's yeah, what even, I wanted. Yeah, but it's like, oh, I have to charge it to do anything. It's great. I never dude. looked. I'll bet you if you charge it up, I'll bet you can shoot him faster. Maybe I don't I don't think so, but it it just yeah in I couldn't find a situation where it's like okay I have enough space around enemies that it makes sense for me to be able to use it I guess yeah. maybe some the train defense kind of stuff I yeah. guess yeah I yeah I never I never found a good again that's why I bought it tried using yeah. it yeah nope we're gonna go back to some TNT teddies or was it there was a firecracker one that was a lot of fun. Because you shoot like rockets in Dodi and the next. Oh, it was like the dragon launcher yeah. thing. Yeah, uh, you could fire fireworks into them and then it would explode later. Otherwise, right. I used the uh, Dirty Harry a lot. Yeah, that was kind of my fallback weapon. Best weapon in the game for those big Hulk dudes. Yeah, the, the yep. Herker and the like spawner. It just chunked their health. It was so good. Yeah, those were the two guns I just focused all my efforts on. The rest of them, I may have collected some other ones. I may have bought some other ones. Honestly, couldn't tell you what they were anymore. <laughs> I just like the TNT teddies. Yeah, I, I, for some reason, never got into using that one. I think I'm so hung up on the idea of um, I don't want to risk destroying my own stuff. And I didn't know if it had, I guess, friendly fire, for lack of a better term. So I just was no. like, I'm, I'm not going to risk using it. No, you just blow stuff up with it. It's a good time. You should have used it more. <laughs> Apparently so. It may have God, it took me so long to get past those vet defenses. Dude, I, I yeah. That uh the T and Teddy the TNT Teddies were pretty critical to me getting a lot of stuff done in the game. It's it, those VAT defense ones, that's why I really like the TNT Teddies and the, the acid sprinklers, because you could jump up to the gates uh, and just you know, either clear out a bunch of OD or, you know, throw down some acid sprinklers that would then kind of help clear out too. Did you guys notice that the teddy bears were proximity explosion? They weren't actually like explode on contact of the ground. Right. It was an explode. Like they would explode when they made contact with an enemy. Yeah. Right. Otherwise they would sit yep. there until an enemy got close and then it would explode. Yeah. Yeah. I, I apparently like didn't. I did not pay enough attention for that. <laughs> I thought it was pretty great. Um, shall we move into bosses, Matt? Is that where you were headed next? Bosses, customization. We've talked a bunch about the VAT defense. You you pick your poison. Let's do it. Uh, customization, I don't really think there was any other than if you're talking your character. Like, you can make your dude look like whatever. What are you talking about? <laughs> 
I love the customization in this. You can just buy whatever and then just uh, every time I hopped into play and then once or twice through playthrough uh, or, you know, like uh, a session that I played, I would just switch it up. New outfits. Oh, yeah. boy. And then the funniest <laughs> part is you could switch, you know, your, your you know, male to female at any point at any of the custom. It didn't matter. You were just whatever you wanted to be, whatever you wanted to look like. You could change it at any time, assuming you went back to, uh, oh, what was her name to do it? Um, Callista. So oh, you right, just went right. back to that NPC and you could you could buy new stuff. You'd earn stuff. I don't know if you guys noticed that you earned stuff as yep. you did missions. Yeah. Um, which I was a little bummed. I think it was one of the side missions, but you could get a Fargarthian foam sword as your melee <laughs> weapon. But it nice. I I didn't get it after the Fargarthian mission. So I again I, I believe it was a side quest that you got it in. I literally picked female character chose the first option that I found that was awesome and played that through the entire game, which was purely my underwear and like road warrior WW or WCW shoulder pads with the big spikes and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a bummer. It was all the customization was just some of the I, like I fun looked, part of it. Dude, I looked through some of the outfits and all the things you could pick up. And I was just like, you know, Ah, not worth it. Like I'm gonna save save my money for guns. I just I'm never been. It doesn't matter what game it is. I'm never been big on changing my outfit all that often. I (laughs) it's for people that enjoy it. That's great. I went with the oh he's gonna be a hipster and just rode it the whole way through the game because it honestly it kind of made the story more fun for me. Like the hipsters, the one saving the day. Nice. Yeah. Dead Rising. Uh, I guess Dead Rising Three is really the one I play. I played four too, but I was um, saving the day before it was cool. Yeah, those, 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 like both those games are games that I absolutely because you could make yourself look stupid. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I would constantly, you know, every now and then just go in and and ch- I wouldn't take time and you know I'd go in and just take a couple minutes real quick and change what I look like, you know. Or sometimes <laughs> it was just fun to you know have you know girl clothes on and then switch my person to a dude and then go back out running around and like a mini skirt i did like your your tiny pink short shorts that you had on on the dude like the big muscle dude with itty bitty shorts that was pretty Mm -hmm. good yeah i'll give you that you have one one that from the customization i'll give you yeah it was just i i just liked it looking goofy again it was a very similar type thing in dead rising 3 you just and then you're in the cut scenes like that Oh, so, yeah, that was, yeah, 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 right. Yeah. Looking like an idiot. <laughs> you know? Yeah, my guy looked homeless. That was how my guy looked. I had like the big <laughs> like shaggy beard and like like gre- like greasy dreads. Right. And I had like a Hawaiian shirt on with like a wife beater. <laughs> it was great. Please tell me no pants. <laughs> Just no I don't even remember what I think I was wearing like like dress pants or something like that. I don't remember. Nice. Get your fill, Matt. Can we move to boss fights now? Yeah, I just thought it was. Boss I fight. thought it was a fun point of the part of the game with the boss customization. Fight. Boss, boss fights. Let's boss do it. Fight. So I don't know if it was a boss fight, but those jumpy dudes. The first time you meet the like, I'm gonna spring upon you after I charge up for a second. Do you remember those guys? Oh, like the the OD guys. They yeah, were all they were like, like sharp and they jump on you. Yeah. So when you first run into them, you're on a mission to get something. I don't remember what it is. Um, mine jumped into the building and I could not kill them. I restarted, I restarted the game twice on the third time. I was able to actually like get a red dot where they were. So I could just fire teddies into the wall and kill them. I almost Mm -hmm. didn't complete this game 
because of that little piece. And I, I didn't think mm. they're a boss, but I wasn't 100% sure. No, they just usually found interesting ways to kind of introduce new new bad guys, Got especially it. the OD. But uh, yeah, no, uh, the boss battles that I have down is the Fizzy Balimp. Yep. Balimp. I don't know why I said Balimp. Blimp. Blimp. No, no, it's the Blimp. Blimp. The fizzy Blimp. Blimp. Norton the Dragon. Uh, mm-hmm. King Scab. He was out in that like theme park area. Yep. Know, taking on that Scab faction. And was then that the, the building. Was that the roller, the roller coaster? coaster. Okay. Yeah, that was yeah, the roller yeah. coaster fight. That was interesting. I, I, I absolutely love the fizzy Blimp fight. That was, right. I don't know why. So it was so awesome. He's just taunting you this... Well, not cute anymore when he's firing lasers and stuff at you. But yeah, he's just there taunting you the whole time and swearing at you. <laughs> it's a very, he's a very vulgar, uh, very vulgar blimp. Oh, it was a good time. And then you guys already kind of talked about Norton the Dragon, which, yeah, was a very, very fun boss fight just because it had you use all of those kind of traversal mechanics. You had to keep up with it shoot spikes off its its back so you could grind on its back and then go and punch it in the head with whatever melee weapon you had, I guess. Yep. I thought it was neat. Yep, that was definitely one of my favorite fights. I think that was one of the most skill-based fights Mm -hmm. in the game. Um, Like, the Balimp was pretty much, like, bounce on these things and shoot it in the face. This one was, you know, this is where I thought it was going to take a big turn. The difficulty level is going to ramp up, you know, because we had encounters like this where it's like oh shit i actually have to fight this guy it's not going to be just a you know i stand there and shoot and then dodge some stuff i have to track this guy down (laughs) i've got to do damage before i can get there and Mm -hmm. you know land on the dude and hope i can get all the way to the top without getting knocked off yeah Uh, skill based i liked it yeah no i mean i I felt like the majority of the boss fights were pretty um pretty entertaining like i thought that the the what was his i don't remember what you said his name was the one with the the roller coaster track in king's gab yeah like i didn't feel like that was much of a boss fight to be honest i didn't either but it was kind of that pinnacle of taking on the scabs yeah uh, he's technically a boss battle but yeah he wasn't it didn't really feel like a boss per se like he didn't really do anything it was almost like chasing down the blimp, not the fizzy one. <laughs> the other blimp you when you're in your your uh, with Walter in the the car plane thing, you know, it's kind of one of those like mini hard fights. But it, yeah, it was yeah. technically one of the boss battles. Right. The game. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, yeah, does that ever come up back again in the game? Like, I know you do like that one flying mission and then you never do it again. That's the only one that I saw. Well, that's because you crashed the plane, the only plane you had, into yeah. the invisible wall. <laughs> I guess. But yeah, I was just um, kind of surprised that you don't really do anything like that ever again. No, I, I don't remember any from the side quests. Um, I didn't do a ton of the challenges when I played years ago. Um, so I can't be 100% sure that maybe there isn't a challenge for it. But I don't believe you do the plane stuff anymore. It was kind of quirky anyways it was fun for that one mission and i was glad they didn't do it again because you had to fly and then hit these like air stack things that would give you more energy yeah, to get fly the up near more because you're technically yeah. a glider not like a plane but yeah yeah very very convenient that all those places had their smokestacks going yeah <laughs> it was nice 
Yeah. But uh, I, I did like how you had to defeat the dude on the roller coaster, though. Like, you steal, yeah. you steal a Triceratops head for some reason. I'm like, why? <laughs> what is this? Yep. Oh, you have to basically like headbutt the um, the car on the roller coaster. So I thought that was mm-hmm. pretty funny. And I thought that remember, was a that was a fun end to that fight. Yeah, if you remember too, the I don't know if you want to consider it part of the boss fight or just the mission. You had to fight up uh, with a battering ram with the Fargarthians up to the. It was like That's a medieval right. theme. Yep. Uh, theme. It was a park. siege. Yeah, so it was a siege. So you had to shoot off. You know, they were firing cannons or whatever at you, and you had to protect the the battering ram and push forward and and then yeah once you get up to the castle then it's a basically a roller coaster and you 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 blow up a couple of the towers and then you use your triceratops to wreck them (laughs) right which i mean to be honest like you know even though that the uh the the dragon fight was probably my favorite boss fight i feel like the whole fargarthian thing was that was probably my favorite segment of the game like Mm -hmm. that that series of missions was just so it was like that's when they kind of broke away from being like super meta and it was just funny. Like it yeah. was just really, really funny just how they were. They're all just like really crazed LARPers that just didn't want to take the world seriously kind of a thing. And they just they would fight with like crossbows and things like that. I, I thought it was great, you know, just hardcore. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was I thought that whole shtick was just great. Yeah. All the I, way up I, until I the end when the dude got shot. And <laughs> he was like, to hell with this. Right, exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> and he picks up the gun. And he's just like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to rain metal hell on these kids. I, I, I apparently didn't write them down, but they even had special names for the OD. They weren't, you know, they were, you know, they weren't just the popper or the blower, the, the actual names of these, these OD, but. Um, they had like LARPing, you know, dark elves or goblins or whatever. <laughs> oh, that's right. They're like, goblins right. are attacking from the north. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That, that whole um, catapult scene, like where you're trying to help the LARPers um, get the food or whatever. I thought that was yep. great. Uh, the little mini games, that's where they hit things really well. Like the bird shooting one, too. That was actually kind of fun. That was, yeah, where you had to cook the... You had to cook the pigeons. The pigeons yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it, it had all these elements that could have been great. These mini games were just spectacular. I just wish they would have been a little more ingrained throughout the uh, quest line. Right. And I know that you guys kind of already talked about it, but I mean, if we're talking mini games, like I really didn't like the, the tower defense thing. Well, let's jump in. Well, let's let's finish out with the bosses here. But sure. Um, so what do we got left? The fizzy bot building? Just, Is that the last yeah, one? Yeah, the building. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was a cool fight. And it's like, it was like a three-phased fight or something like that. You know, you yeah. fight it in like a bunch of different areas and you have to follow it around and shit like that. And It was definitely like, to your point, you know, like it, it jumped around to different points of the city and you had to, and it was a time limit, obviously, to, you know, kind of push you. But, you know, you kind of had to traverse the city to get to it and then, climb up all the way to the top and try to shoot its uh i don't remember what it was up there it's generator or something right uh and then you did that kind of three times and each time it kind of got harder because it, it had these arms and stuff that you had to grind up and bounce on and then when you got to the top layer and you're you're grinding on the rails up there they would he would like 
or it would electrify them, right? So you had to kind of constantly be moving up and down the different rails while shooting, you know, and uh, it was, it was very, it was like, it was like the fizzy blimp fight, but, you know, turned up to 11, you know, they were, <laughs> they were both very similar fights that you had to work your way up high and then, and then do something up there, destroy something, you know, up there as rockets or lasers, you know, as you're jumping around different platforms and rails. A lot of fun. I almost rage quit this game because of this boss fight. I like I, I knew I was at the end and I was like I should just finish it, but the me- <laughs> this is where the mechanics part got me. Is you know at the very top of it you're jumping around, you're grinding, you're ungrinding, you're regrinding constantly. I would like pop off of a grind and try and grind on the thing below me, but instead of just going straight down, or you know up over and a little bit down and getting onto it, my character would just like jump off to the side and then my camera angle would change so i can't even see where i'm going and i was like all right well we'll just fall off again and then doing the like trick where you can just drop to the next layer below you because you can hit down and grind button down and grind button to get to the lower level Mm. it often would just drop me and i wouldn't catch that other side and i'm like why just do what i'm telling you like it was (laughs) super frustrating for me See, the only I, I did get actually a little frustrated with that last fight beat, but I thought that was more it was a little little clunky trying to jump on some of those arms sometimes. Like my grind every now and then didn't feel like it worked. But again, I'm as I mentioned earlier when you were talking about the traversal stuff, I didn't have a lot of problems with that because I'm super skilled and better at video games. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. <laughs> That's fine. You can be better He's than a- have have a couple of kids and let me know how your video game skills tank. <laughs> He's MLG in Sunset Overdrive. <laughs> yep, yep. I think the Black Ice to find someone to to beat you. In there you go. Work. Have a Black Ice tournament for Sunset. Yeah, <laughs> I think you could convince him of that. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm gonna text him tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, anything the else last, about the but, bosses or well, I mean I mean just the whole last segment of the game was also pretty cool where you get to kind of unite all the different like factions that you've been yeah. playing with and yep. you know everybody's kind of contributing to the same goal and it's like one big epic battle with robots and you know explosions everywhere and yeah it was just cool so to transition into the I think this would be really good to go from this to the um the base defending part if they would have done the base defending part like this mission, would it have changed your mind in thinking that they that it was a fun part? Because I felt like this you... was like basically you're in an area, you're fighting off the robots, trying to give time for a dude to go like put in his software and blow the place up, right? Whatever the, sure. the final mission was, you were right. it was kind of like a bullet hell. You're constantly moving, you're fighting through it, and it's you know it was a little different to me than the. Um, the base defense, the tower defense part of things, but it was kind of similar at the same time. So what I'm saying is if it was, if they did things like this instead of the like fizzy defense game, would that have been better in your eyes? Like in place of it? Yeah. No, like these type of events in place of that fizzy event. Oh yeah. I would have thought that would have been way better where it felt like there was a lot more action going on rather than just, me holding off waiting for a thing to just kind of be done yep i don't know yeah i mean like i think just in general i really didn't i get i felt more annoyed that i had to go do it and i knew when a mission was coming when um i can't what was his name uh the guy that 
Floyd? Yeah. So a- anytime Floyd would call me, I'd be like, shit, I have to do another tower defense mission. <laughs> I was like, no, I don't want to go back to base. Only because like it, it was just it felt like the game would just grind to a halt when you would do those missions. Well, the game's all about motion, all about constantly moving, and then it kind of stops you from going to a bunch of places. It's like, okay, you can still move in this tiny square. Yeah, and you can and kill a lot of things all at once. And I'm like, but I can go kill a lot of things all at once yeah. everywhere. <laughs> I can do this everywhere. That um, reminds me of the mission area stuff. We, yeah. we should get into that at some point, but go ahead, Rich. Oh, I was just going to say, like, and I didn't feel like the traps really didn't do much. They didn't do enough to really, mm-hmm. like, make me care about them. I mean, eventually, at the end of the day, they would eventually break. And then I would just be killing everything with my guns. And, you know, that's just kind of how it was. But yeah, I think overall, I just felt more annoyed by those missions than anything else. And I would rather just not have done them. I'm, I definitely I'm, thought yeah. this was going to be the place that you guys really didn't enjoy it that much. I mean, I can't say I love them. I mean, the whole idea is to defend your vat and get newer, bigger, powerful amps and yeah. things like that. Right. Um, but it is one of those like mini those minigame type things that it does force you to play what five times i think it is you know it's where it's like oh hey you can do this crazy challenge like the that buck hunting thing or whatever his name buck national right <laughs> those are challenges and those all yep. opened up on the map but they didn't force you to do one after that first one um so i could you know i i don't know why they kind of forced you to do each one of these in each area at each base that you got um but I definitely can see that's where probably a lot of people didn't have as much fun. I, again, I kind of knew it was I was in for. And even though I thought I was a little smarter and planning out my defenses, I still sucked at most of them. Um, and it was, yeah, just got a little chaotic and just survive long enough for my, my amp to finish cooking. <laughs> yeah. And if it, if it was like some of the other side quests where you, it gave you that really cool reward of that, that great amp, but you're not required to do it. That would have been nicer. Mm-hmm. It was just a, it forced a change of pace that you may not have been ready for at that point. Yeah. Here, here's a question for you, and maybe this will illuminate my care for this. Um, what did the amps really do for you? I I remember equipping them and then not caring. Like for me, that wasn't well, even. It. There was no drive for me to do that, even with the amps. Like it just felt like okay, I could do without mm-hmm. it. It gave you powers. It it depended on your amp, right? Because we kind of talked about this a little earlier with the weapons. There were weapon amps. There was hero amps, epic amps, melee amps. So yeah, it, like you know, there was you could always get bigger, more powerful ones. And then if you kind of put those on the different weapons or you equip them as your hero amp, that's like where I was saying, like when you got your yeah. style meter up before lightning storm, or was it? I like the uh, when I ground slammed, I shot like a fireball out everywhere or in front yeah. of me um but those were kind of worthless and <laughs> just in my opinion like it didn't do a lot yeah like they would have given you like an upgraded gun or you know some sort of gear i think that would have been more appealing at least mm-hmm. but again i think it's where you really would have had to kind of get into a lot of that stuff like we were saying earlier with the amps and stuff and the weapons and leveling them up to really take advantage of a lot of that stuff you know, if you started putting on amps that helped with uh, 
to gain style much faster, then you get a lot yeah. more of those bonuses, right? Maybe you're running around all the time with a style meter up to four the entire time. So you're constantly having a lightning storm or something like that. That's helping you out in these battles, you know, helping you clear out things or, you know, when you bounce on things, it shoots out fireballs, you know, because you're, I think that was like a level three style, right? Um, so you really kind of had to dig into a lot of this stuff. But again, I was the same way the first playthrough. I didn't do a lot of this amp stuff. It wasn't until I played this time where I was like, let me sit down and look at this stuff. And again, that's where I'm like, hey, this is pretty cool. But again, this playthrough around or this time through, we were just sticking to the main story. So I still didn't even take a ton of advantage of it. Uh, that's why I didn't feel bad when I bought the announcer amp to just have an awesome <laughs> announcer all the time. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there were some really cool ones. I just... For me, it felt like the reward that you got for taking your time to go do it again and again and again just wasn't mm -hmm. really worth it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I felt the same way. It felt like just kind of a, a subpar reward. And it's just like, I feel like I'm more wasting my time than anything else. Again, I think I think if it was a little easier to defend the base by yourself, especially once you got to the later ones where it was like, Oh, my was God. It, yeah. Was it four vats, I think, by the final one? Um, it got pretty tough. And and again, I, I've played this before, so I thought I was doing a good job, you know, laying plans. And they just come from everywhere. And there and some of the areas, especially the last one, there wasn't the greatest lines um, for like getting around. Right. You could usually kind of place a couple traps or just a good line of grinding around or bouncing around. Right. So you can cover all the different entrances or that last one was a little hard to get between one or two of the, the vats, um, which made it tough. Are you to talking defend, about though. the the one with the concert, or are you talking about the last? Like yeah, the, the one there with the concert there, yeah, okay. up in the the, the high yeah, rise. Say, area. That is the only one that gave me any trouble was the concert. Otherwise, I was yeah. breezed through them. Yeah, I, I again, I didn't, I I got them all in my first try, but that one, yeah, it was it was they just broke through everything. I couldn't get around the, my traps fast enough to trigger a lot of them. Which honestly, it's a lot of the traps were kind of cool. Again, kind of in that quirky sense. Uh, oh, my yeah. favorite one that I used, which again wasn't the greatest in a lot of them because you had to give straight lines to connect them, was uh, I forget its exact name, but it was like a Tesla trap. So if you bounced on it and it, it had view of another trap, it triggered it and it shot these like electric beams out in all directions or four directions, the four major directions. Yeah, that was my um, go to trap as well, just for the same reason. Yeah. I like the. So I, I'm again, I don't remember the exact name, the surprise box where you jump on it. And sometimes like <laughs> little gnomes with axes would come out. Um, that was always a fun one, too. But uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it was definitely one of the more frustrating parts of the game, even though, again, this time it wasn't really frustrating for me because I knew what it was in for and I knew they forced you through it. So I kind of got over it. But um, and they are fun. And actually, it's it's a part of the multiplayer side of things to do a night event. And that was fun with a couple, I think it's seven, eight players. And we can talk a little bit more. About See that, later. that, that would be a lot more fun. Yeah. yeah that friends. sounds like that's better. Yeah. That could be, you know, kind of like a call of duty zombies sort of thing where it's just yeah. kind of like one of those, how many waves can you last? Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, I can see that being pretty cool just as kind of a side thing, but not when you're forcing players to do it through the campaign mode where what I'm what I'm caring about at the moment is progressing through the story rather than just kind of like, oh, I need to get another upgrade I don't care about. I guess I'll do a game I don't care about. Yeah. I like the fling boards. I just like yeah, they were kind of cool. Go, go. It was fun to see it out of the corner of my eye. All of a sudden, a bunch of ODs just get tossed. Did you notice um, you could actually combo 
some and it was a cool thing about the game with even some of the weapons you could combo some of the weapons yeah um, like the compensator set something on fire and then shoot them with the dirty dirty harry um that springboard one if you used i know the one thing that worked well together with was those um spinning swords mm-hmm. trap and if you put those close enough together the the board would fling the people into the spinning oh yeah no that one i i i figured Thanks to uh, you guys aren't going to be thrilled with this, but I do have to say it. Thanks to the save the world mode in Fortnite, uh, I I've learned how to combo some of those trap setups. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you mentioned fork fight, and it kind of leads into it, something we don't have to spend a ton of time on, but I did want to talk about was kind of the art style. Now, oh, yeah, I guess yeah, I can Overdrive that. was out before Fork Fight, but it was one of those things where I kind of got back in here. I'm like, this kind of looks like Fork Fight. It looks a lot like it. Yeah, it's a, it's a very similar color palette and art style and characters. Um, so it definitely turned me off for about a couple of seconds. And then I was like, no, this game <laughs> is amazing. I'll get over it. But, but I mean, it lends to what the game is trying to be. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of the point. I mean, obviously, as it came first, it it it's not trying to copy uh, Fortnite at all, but it, it still, it leans to that kind of crazier mentality. Mm-hmm. I like that. Especially you, that's, I like that you butchered Matt's joke name yeah, for it. I know. <laughs> Cause now it's Fortnite. I it after I said it and then you had to call it out. Fortnite. <laughs> I heard it's Fortnite, Fortnite from now on. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, what else do we got left here? Um, um I, I want to throw this out here. Yeah, well, let, let's let's no, let's do that first. Um, did anybody actually play it outside of me? Or no. I don't. I didn't realize it had multiplayer. No, I, I didn't. I didn't play it. any multiplayer. I didn't expect this game to have multiplayer. I would not be surprised if it's dead. I did not. Again, I kind of kept to the main quest, like everybody else did this time well way um, to do your research when you have the most experience well, I, in the I, game i knew we weren't going to talk a ton about it but um the chaos mode was actually kind of interesting when i did play it actually dan and i used to play it a couple times together um it's uh basically eight people just get in there and they have different objectives around the city that you kind of move to you have just waves of enemies that come in you kill them and then kind of move to another area where more enemies will spawn and you collect again like money and over or overcharge a lot of that stuff that you use to buy cosmetics and new new guns with so this you know if this had become popular it would have been a way to feed into getting more of that stuff out of the single player side uh but it all kind of at at the end you do a, a night defense and where you're all running around defending a vat or vats i guess depending on which you know location and you know there's eight of you that defend it and assuming you're successful you guys come away with basically your cash and your overcharge that you earned during the fight. The The whole thing here is more kind of like a leader, you know, like who, who got the most is kind of how you win. You're not actually fighting each other. You're kind of working together, but competing to get the most resources and things like that. Um, but again, it's all about just murdering stuff and then doing the, the, the night def- or the vat defense at night. So uh, that's what it was. Again, I don't know if that's dead. You know, seven years later in a game that a lot of people don't really play. I, I don't know if it's still alive or not. 
Yeah, you you probably. I think it still allows you to get into games, but I can't imagine there's a whole lot out there. Matchmaking's probably really yeah. slow. Yeah. Uh, again, it was a lot of fun, but it, again, it died off probably because the game just didn't take off like it should have. But <laughs> but again, it was it was one of those other ways. If you played with friends, that you earned more currency to get more out of the single player. So it fed into that that whole kind of ecosystem. So, you know, if you put, you know, all the guns that you, you know, and the way you look cosmetics, there was, you know, you took that all over into multiplayer. So, you know, if you had this crazy leveled up gun, you know, you know, you look like an idiot, you know, that's what you played as in the multiplayer. So it's kind of cool how they just kind of both fed off each other and you constantly were progressing, I guess, essentially both, both. So, that's what I got about uh, what I uh, got to say about chaos mode is what it was called the multiplayer. I'm slightly disappointed in Dan helping to fuel your Sunset Overdrive. Dude, he loves this game too. He just never finished it. <laughs> oh, Dan, finish it! Then you can talk to us he, about it. He you could have get, talked. He couldn't get. He couldn't get past the first vat defense mission. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I remember when I first played it. I super. I very much struggled on that. I'm I'm kidding. He he. I'm pretty sure he said he made it. I talked to him the other week. I thought he said he he made it all the way to like the Fargarthians. So it's a good way through the game. But missing possibly the best part if he didn't complete that. True. At least in my opinion, yeah. That was really fun. Made me want to get into LARP for the future. Like if this shit goes down one day. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh my god. We're gonna be feeding Mike pigeons in a couple of years. <laughs> Let's start tomorrow. <laughs> well is it well that was the whole leech mission, right? They couldn't yeah. because they were LARPing, they couldn't take traditional meth uh, medicine. So they had to find, you know, classical ways to do it. So that's why you took medicine, put leeches on your body, they took those leeches and threw them on the guy that was sick. That, they were filled with that leech mission, drug. I was like, Really? Are you serious with this? And then I jumped in the water, walked around, got leeches. I was like, oh my god. I'm, <laughs> I'm literally looking for leeches in a game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um, again, kind of a small segment, uh, but I did want to call it out. This had one of the coolest soundtracks, I thought, uh, out of a lot of games. You know, I mean... They, they had, I don't know if, I think there was a, I forget the name of the real band they had. It was like some, I think, British band that. Wasn't had, it like, uh, it's not the Melvins, was it? Yeah, the he Ramones. Was, he, the, he the was Ramones. in, he was one of the characters at the yeah. end. Yeah. Putting together your band. I, again, I apparently, I thought I wrote it down, but apparently I didn't. Um, but I, I, I love the soundtrack. You know, there was actually <laughs> funny, just kind of just normal, whatever video game music. But then a lot of, what is it? Like a lot of punk rock, you know, music. Yeah. Dubstep. You know, that was, you know, this time when dubstep was huge. So like the fizzy, fizzy uh, balloon fight is, you know, balimp. I'm sorry. Oh balimp fight. The balimp. You know, there's just there's just dubstep going on the whole time while you're destroying this huge balimp. So now, I was will... it a completely original soundtrack too? like they didn't actually use licensed music or anything like that? No, did they? I think no. I, I, I forgot to look this up. I could have sworn there was even some internal insomniac people that made some tracks for it, or maybe they played in a band, you know, like one or two developers or something played it in a band and they recorded some music for it. 
How um, cool would that be if that's the case? Like they were in a band yeah. and were like, "Hey, you want to be in a video game?" Uh, sure. Don't like, quote to, me to on that. That was people. another one of those things I forgot to look up uh, for this. But yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it was all pretty much original music for most of it. You know, um, again that that one band that actually was in it. I don't. I guess their stuff may not. Maybe it was original for the the game. I don't know. Hmm. But I really enjoyed the soundtrack. It just kind of added to the to the gameplay. Just it just really fit into the world and what you were doing. And yeah, the best I can find is the uh, composer worked with like fourteen different was it fourteen different groups to create the music, and they tried to askew um, traditional instruments while doing it. <laughs> I just like that the 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 lady that takes up being the bard in the Fargarthians. She has their own little like rock tune. Yeah, I thought that was fun. Yeah, the the original bard uh, died while you were defending the 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 Fargarthians as they were collecting food. Yeah, and then she hopped in there to play, and <laughs> I thought yeah. that was good. Good. All right, what are, are we? We done here? What, what are we missing? Yeah, what I'm not sure what I mean, else we've got. Yeah, there's not much. There's not much more to talk about with the game. It's the. Uh, I mean, I think we've covered pretty much everything. I think the last steps we, are. Okay, go ahead, Matt. Otherwise, I'm gonna. Hold on, I actually do have another another thing here. Again, this kind of feeds more into the open world side side of things. Um, as we've touched on, there's a lot of actually, you know, there's a couple currencies that you use to buy cosmetics and guns, but there's a lot of. Um, collectibles throughout the game your your overcharged sign little fizzy balloons cameras shoes toilet paper badges neon signs these things are all kind of feed into again kind of an ecosystem for buying more amps or more things so definitely plenty of collectibles around uh, the one thing i did like uh was you could go to oh shoot what was his name i have it here two hat jack and you could buy like maps that would put a lot of these things on the, yeah. the map to make it easier to find um and there was a lot of, uh, as far as actual real collectibles that weren't, weren't like a, also a currency, uh, there was smartphones, there was tagging, uh, eavesdrops, uh, and high points. So, you know, can you imagine get up high? So there was a lot of little things like that. Um, if you remember, we actually had one of the eavesdroppings, eavesdrops, I can't talk collectibles in one of the missions. That's where uh, we were trying to find Brill Cream and we were kind of, you know, <laughs> lifting around town. Um, there was a lot more of those around town that were collectible. So, um, you know, if you like doing that kind of open world stuff, that stuff is there, little collectibles, you know, get everything. Um, I know I did my first playthrough um, to add to my 48 hours, but uh, I didn't. I, 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 I would go out of my way a little bit here and there when I saw like shoes or signs or toilet paper, you know, as I'm grinding and jumping and running around the city. But I am a big, uh, I, I, those collectible things are something I always go after and pursue. So I definitely did a lot more of that than I probably needed to for this. Ooh, piece of candy. Yeah. I, it's, <laughs> That's literally what it was. For I me. mean, yeah, well, it's, it's, it's the same thing for like all, every single Ubisoft game in existence now mm -hmm. where there's always just a million little things to go find. And yeah, I yeah, definitely it, get suckered into it pretty quickly. <laughs> Definitely got a little bit of that kind of crackdown vibe for me where got to go get those green orbs. Got to jump yeah. over there. I'll jump over. Oh, now I'm like on the other side of the city when I should be over here doing my mission. Right. 
Yeah. Wait, how did I get so far away? So the All last, right, guys. last piece Let's on the do- docket. Would you recommend? I'll just go down the wrist. Yes, a thousand times <laughs> yes. <laughs> this game is awesome. I love this game. It's it's <laughs> no secret. I talk about it a bunch. This game was awesome. Uh, you can get it for... You know, if you wait for a sale or you go buy it used somewhere, it's like five bucks. I think it's uh, it's usually about twenty if you buy it new. But again, you wait for a sale. Wait for it's the holidays. Wait for the why Christmas. would you why would you buy it? Game Pass or Game it's Pass? It's your favorite word, Matt. You didn't even use <laughs> no, it. No, <laughs> I didn't want to bring up Game Pass because I want people to give them money so that they know that we want. No, they're giving it to Sony now. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Sony or has enough Game money Pass. to make a sequel. Yeah, they you just want Insomniac, though, to make Spider-Man games. So, All right, guys. So I got my excitement out. Everybody knows that I love this game. And they should play it. <laughs> you guys can bring me down off my high, you know, hurt my feelings. Let's 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 hear it. I will. I'll, it give you, I'll give you my honest answer here. I think if I wasn't trying to push through the game, I would have enjoyed it more. Um, So I, I kind of recommend it if you like that fast pace, you know, shooty kind of no real like. You know, putting thought into it, you can just go kill stuff and do the missions. I, I totally suggest at least giving it a try. Um, but as far as like my enjoyment, I, I wouldn't go play it again. But again, I think that has a little bit to do with I sped through the game. I was trying to push through it more than I was really trying to pay attention. Um, mm-hmm. And I think what took me out of that was the mechanics, just trying to fumble around, you know, and keep up that ability to you know hop from thing to thing and keep going i i enjoy it uh it's a fun game it's not my go-to style but yeah if you do like those really fast-paced games there's no reason not to go pick this up uh for me i'm very much like one of my favorite games is sniper elite so i'm more than comfortable sitting there waiting for someone to kind of find the right spot so this moves, I'm not quite used to playing this way, but it's still fun. Mm-hmm. And I, you don't have to, it, it's fun if you just ignore everything else going on and just go play in the world. And that's really kind of a key thing for me is, am I comfortable just running around and just blowing stuff up? <laughs> and the answer is certainly yes. Who doesn't love that? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I definitely recommend it. Rich, you know, I'm kind of on the edge of the seat to hear yours. <laughs> about this game. What was that, Matt? I said, I, I, I've probably bugged you the most about playing this game. So you I'm have sure, very, very interested to hear what you. I mean, ever since we started working together, you, you've been talking about how great Sunset Overdrive is and how much you think I should be playing it. <laughs> And honestly, yes, I would recommend playing this game. I honestly do think that it is a bit for even for like the flaws that we kind of outlined and some of the gripes that I have with it. I mean, I have I mean, I could find gripes about everything that I do, you know, like, yeah, I can I can gripe about a lot of things. But like, honestly, like, I think this game is actually pretty underrated. You know, it did. It really doesn't seem like it's it was given the credit that it should have been um, mainly because, you know, with the movement, 
and some of the fights and some of the good scenes that they had, like it was just a very, I had a lot of fun playing it. And it was another good reason why I enjoy these book clubs so much is because I get to play games that I never would have played. I, I honestly can tell you, I never would have played uh, even with all your, your badgering. I, I never would have played <laughs> Sunset Overdrive if it hadn't been for what we were doing here now. And I'm glad that I did now because, yeah, I, I would recommend this game to people who have never played it. Nice. And I didn't even really know it had multiplayer, to be honest. And I love multiplayer games. I mean, just even just as a single player game, it was a lot of fun. Do I think it deserves a sequel? I don't know about that, but I think it was good. We, we got that. Did you guys pay attention? Did you guys watch the end credits and the, the after credit scene? Yes. Okay. Yes, I did. So yep. Mike, did you? I'm blanking on what it was, but I know I stuck around. Okay. I, I know for sure I could go find out because if you don't have the achievement appreciation, which is what you get for watching the credits. <laughs> <laughs> I don't um, know if I did. I might have skipped Yeah. No, it was, uh, yeah, definitely. I guess the way it ends, again, we're, we're spoiling it here. It's a seven-year-old game, whatever, right? Uh, basically a bunch of the fizzy, Fizco uh, drone choppers just carry a bunch of OD out and yep. away. Oh, yep, I, they're did, airlift- I did see that. Yep, they're airlifting a bunch of overcharge out to, um, out to the world. global. Yep, it's a global distribution of overcharge. Yep. Setting up for the inevitable uh, sun... Of Sunset Overdrive World, I guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know if they ever get the budget to do it. One could only hope. I mean, they're yeah. probably making a ton of money now from Spider-Man, so hopefully they got like their B team on it or something. Maybe, who knows? Maybe this is going to be the requirement from Microsoft. They'll go to uh, Sony and say, "Look, you guys want to get Elder Scrolls? We want to get a new Sunset Overdrive." Oh, what don't gonna don't do? get Matt's hopes up. Oh, I'm going to do it now. Yeah, that's just mean. <laughs> well, it would be one of my happiest days if they ever announce a Sunset Overdrive 2. Um, assuming it's from Insomniac. Not that I, there's probably a few developers out there that could make one, but Insomniac really needs to, to make this one. So. As long as their heart's in it. If yeah. your heart's not in it, don't make it, please. Yep. <laughs> Are you not able to see achievements anymore on the Xbox app? No, they took it out. It, it's hell? goofy now. Yeah, it, yeah, the new happy. apps are goofy. Uh, yeah, it's there, but you got to do a little searching. I'll help you find it after the after the podcast. Here, we'll see if well, you got it's it. important for the episode to find out if I got it. Okay, let me see if no. I can dig it up. No, that's all right. I don't have to keep them waiting for. <laughs> no, hey, hang out a second. Here's some dead air <laughs> while we look at uh, achievement lists. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, I got to stop because that is a. Uh, Actual legit song. Yeah, don't get yeah. us. We're, yeah, I know. we're, we're gonna... basically kicked off the internet now. We're DMCA'd. I didn't give enough notes. They got nothing. Oh, it only <laughs> takes that, a couple that, of notes. That could have been any song. Um, yeah, any last commentary, thoughts, things? Otherwise, I will do our outro and say goodbye. No, I'm just I'm, happy, no. Uh, I think the port was kind of bad. Like I, the, I heard. Oh, that's right. If you great. played it on PC, I don't think you got multiplayer. I remember that being a thing. 
Is it? Well, I mean, I don't even, I didn't even look for it to be honest, but I mean, I had a couple of really nasty crashes and for some reason I had this weird thing going on with all of the, the cutscenes were flashing like this green screen on top of like my character. And so it looked really, really bad. I don't know what it was. No, I never fixed it. Oh, you should mention something. Cause that's, that's uh, when I first started streaming, I had that issue. Oh, and I, okay. I googled it. It was I, honestly, I think it was something stupid like anti-aliasing or something. Oh, that wouldn't surprise I used me. To turn off, but I had that same issue. But once I turned that off, no problems. I think the game crashed on me once. Yeah. So I mean, but, maybe on PC it's not the greatest, but I mean, it was still fun. Like I, I could get past it just fine. Yeah. I feel like that was really good information. <laughs> like it's, it's not so yeah. great for PC. <laughs> So, well, it, it, again, I guess to your point, yeah, it played fine for me. Again, just make sure you go look up. I, I, I again, probably something I should have written down, but I believe it was something like anti-aliasing. If you turn it off, you won't get that green flashy. If that happens to you in the first place, so plenty Fair of people weren't enough. Hmm. Thank you for oh. joining us in the uh, Campfire Gaming Podcast Book Club. Stay tuned to find out what our next book is going to be. But it's going to be another game. Whose choice? Rich, Chris, who's got the next one? Oh, I, I have Chris ideas. Does. Yeah, Chris, I think it's right? Chris's. Witcher 3. Let's get it done in a <laughs> I still I still need to yeah, I still need to get fun, exciting games for you guys to suffer through. There you go. Fair enough. Um, anyways, thank you for hanging out with us again, as usual. Check us out on our brand new designed website by Rich. Great job, sir. Uh, CampfireGamingPodcast.com. Over on Twitter, we are at CampGamePod. And I believe on Twitch, we are just Campfire Gaming Podcast. Check us out. Send us some Let love. Let us know what you thought about Sunset Overdrive if you played it. Absolutely. And on that note, we'll see you next time around the campfire. A fishy-o. I'm not in charge anymore, so I can't stop it.